Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Maddie. And this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. Today, we have Kristen from Your Social Mate. Kristen is a creator based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, and Kristen is also the host of the Social Scoop podcast. She's also an influencer coach and so much more. We're so excited to learn from Kristen today and get her inside perspective as an influencer coach and mentor. But before we get started, let's do our question of the day. And the question of the day is, what's one photo shoot you've recently created and are proud of? So Kristen, do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. So what comes to mind first, just a few weeks ago, I went on a content creator retreat to Cartagena, Colombia, and it was one photo shoot, 13 girls. And we just got this really epic shoot, basically like right in this lovely kind of walkway in Cartagena. And it was just such an epic shot. So that's definitely the first thing that comes to mind. Incredible. I, Columbia is like hot on the radar right now. And I'm like, I really want to go. And so, um, yeah, that's you like, should go. I want to go. I want to go. That's so cool. Ugh, I need to, I'm so excited to just travel and do things. And ugh, I feel like it's been way too long. I know like I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm just, I'm ready. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. None of my like recent photo shoots have been like adventure I'd say, but like, I don't know. One of my recent ones I thought was kind of funny. I got like this new selkie dress, which like clearly I'm obsessed with. I can't stop talking about them. Um, but I got this new selkie and I was like, this is totally like a tea party dress. And so I did like a little tea party photo shoot with like a giant stuffed bear in the park. I still haven't edited those photos, but I was really excited about it. So I need to get, I was, I will say it was really bright that day. And as I'm sure you guys know, with the lighting, it was really harsh. So I was like, I'm really nervous to edit them because I hope they turned out okay, especially because I put so much into getting ready and everything, but we'll see. I think that's the one that I'm most excited slash nervous about. Nice. And then um, I think for me, um, gosh, it's like really hard. I just got back from a 10 day Europe trip from Paris and Amsterdam. Um, So it was like the ultimate like content trip high on my bucket list. I've always wanted to do a content trip um, in Paris specifically. And I think like one of my favorite shoots in Paris was honestly on the Point Burr Hakim bridge. Um, it's basically like a pedestrian bicycle walkway, but there's like a perfect view of the Eiffel tower. And we had no idea there was like a lookout point and we were out there pretty early, probably like eight, eight thirty AM. And there was only one other couple shooting. And I, and it's just like so rare in Paris to have like a super clear area and spot to take photos with the Eiffel Tower. And so um, I was just like really excited for like that location. Nothing crazy creative. A lot of there's a million photos with the Eiffel Tower, but um, I was excited for, about that location. So the stars aligned. Yes. All right, <laughs> you guys. So we're going to go ahead and just jump right in. And we're so excited that you were able to join us today, Kristen. And um, we're kind of doing a podcast swap. And so if you have not listened to Kristen's podcast, um, the social scoop, I want to like emphasize the soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how you did that. <laughs> um, make sure you check out her um, podcast as well. She's got great guests on it. And I'm also an upcoming guest on that on her show. But be, before we just like jump into, you know, being an influencer coach and mentor, can you just give us a quick intro about who you are um, and where you're located? 
Yeah. So hi, everyone. My name is Kristen. I am currently located in Charlotte, North Carolina. However, I'm from Massachusetts and like not Boston, like not exciting part of Massachusetts. <laughs> um, I moved down here about two years ago, but I've been a creator, honestly, for kind of as long as I can remember, but just started doing it in a different capacity in the last five-ish years. Um, I started a blog in 2008 called Stylish and Sequins. It was, you know, my middle school into high school project. And it was a lot of fun. I kind of gained a little bit of traction there and started to build a community, but it was nothing like it was today. So eventually fast forward to maybe 2018 was when I started really posting with intention and actually trying to put a little bit more effort into it. And eventually I was able to build this really awesome community. And again, things have changed so much in the last five years, but I was able to quit my full-time job in 2019 to pursue social media full-time. So it's been a lot of fun. So I had no idea you started your blog back in 2008. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, I that's... it feels like it was a thousand years ago. <laughs> I mean, but like blogs were sh- like, that was when like, yep. you know, people were really yeah. starting blog. So when you started your blog back in the day, like what inspired you to do that? Were you just like seeing other people do it or was there a specific point of inspiration? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was that girl that was obsessed with magazines and clothes. Like I wanted to work in fashion. I was watching, you know, all of the TV shows on MTV where they go work in these like fabulous magazine jobs. And so I really wanted to do that, but living in small town, Massachusetts, obviously there were no opportunities for that. So I I actually ended up going to school in uh, New York and in work or going to FIT. I ended up working at Cosmo for a little while and quickly learned that uh, the magazine industry was not for me, but I really loved what I was doing with my blog as well. So it was kind of my outlet to like be able to play with fashion and like put my words out there because that's what I wanted to do eventually and almost use it as a portfolio. But you'd be surprised my blog actually got me my first internship and it was like not a good blog either. (laughs) That's really cool though. I feel like it's kind of like when you can actually put, cause I, I had like, like a tumblr back in the day so i don't know if we would. oh yeah it's definitely very different but i was like trying to like curate it and i was like see people are gonna find me here it's <laughs> like people yeah. are gonna discover me and it's just like no it's <laughs> just especially like way back when that's like super exciting like to have that experience and to back it up with like a different blog and showcase like what you're doing and to land an internship with that too yeah it was pretty yeah. cool yeah i i interned with um stylecaster they're a really big digital media outlet and I literally worked with them for probably almost 10 years. I did an internship. Wow. I, um, I worked in a few different areas doing internships and then eventually found my footing in the kind of like editorial side of their business. So from my probably, you know, freshman, sophomore year until just actually a couple of years ago, I've been doing freelance writing for them still. So they uh, are near and dear to my heart. It was my first internship and actually one of the only ones that actually amounted to a job, which is pretty cool. But she saw my blog and she was like, oh, wow, my gosh. So you know about influencers. And this was again, like influencers were like just bloggers at that point, you know? That's incredible. Thank you for just like giving us like a a deep dive into like, I guess I had no, I had no idea you had that in your prior work history. So that's very, very cool. So 
you mentioned you started taking kind of your blog and your platforms like more seriously on your own 2018, Mm -hmm. I think is what you mentioned. Did you have any fears at that time when you were like, oh, I'm going to start like putting more energy and like effort into this? I mean, I think everything was scary at that point. (laughs) First of all, I would say my biggest fear at the time, again, because I was still living in a small town in Massachusetts with the same people I went to middle school and high school with. My first thought was like, oh my gosh, like these people are going to think I'm like so weird and people are going to like laugh at me when I'm out in my little town with my tripod, you know, taking photos. So I think I was definitely afraid of kind of the judgment from people who didn't really understand what I was trying to do. But I kind of, you know, was able to brush that off and say, well, I know what I'm trying to do. And like, I feel confident about it. So um, thankfully, I kept going (laughs) past that fear. Um, I would also say that kind of just like the fear of the unknown, like I didn't really know what I was doing. And I think a lot of creators who are getting started have pretty much no clue what they're doing. But it was a lot of learning experiences along the way. But in the beginning, not knowing like where this is going to go or how I can get there is just scary in and of itself. Yeah, I definitely remember when I, I, for me, it was like 2016. I was like, I'm going to start taking this more seriously. But I was like, what the F am I doing? Like, like I'm like, it seems scary to even try to post daily, right? Like trying to like get consistent. And so I appreciate you um, kind of sharing because I know that's something that all all new creators, even today, right, can relate to that experience. Yeah. Um, and then what's one thing you think you did well early on in your kind of creative social media career? And then what's something that you wish you had done better or like, you know, just like a lesson you wanted to learn earlier? Yeah. Um, I would probably say that something I think I did well was putting out high quality content. For me, I come from a photography background. So after graduating college, I was doing these freelance writing jobs, but I was also working as a photographer at the same time. So I was photographing weddings, high school seniors, things like that. So I was really familiar with how to work a camera and how to, you know, create really high quality content. And I think that's something that you know, even to this day, people follow me for the high quality content. Like a lot of people still love photography, even though video is, you know, doing its thing. But I think that high quality photography definitely set me apart in the beginning. And it was definitely something where I had a lot of people asking me questions of like, what kind of camera are you using? How did you do that? How did you shoot that? And so then I kind of transitioned to what I do today. Um, Something I wish I did better, I would probably say like, cultivating a community. Like I didn't really think about Instagram as being a community by any means. Like I mainly just used it. Like I'm going to post some stuff and see what happens, but it never to me was like, Oh, I should be engaging or like, I have to, you know, do all these interactions with different people. Um, so I'm sure if I had started to do that a little bit sooner, maybe we would be in a different spot, but overall, I think I'm, I'm happy with the way things turned out for sure. Yeah. I feel like the community building piece is something that a lot of people miss when they say, yeah, no, I want to be an influencer. I want to like, do it's just like, oh, I'm just going to take a picture of me drinking coffee and then it's going to go viral and I'm going to make a thousand dollars. Like that's not like, (laughs) it's so easy to just look at that and think like, oh, it's just a picture and it's easy enough. But like that really like content creation, like cultivating that is 
such a huge part of it that I think so many people overlook. And yeah, definitely when I first started, that is not on my radar. I was like, let's post these photos. I'm like, like people yeah. will find me. Like I, I'm like, I'm posting cute stuff. They'll get it. Like, but it is really such a huge piece, especially with Instagram set up the way that it is. I think with TikTok, it's a little easier to get discovered when you're just right. posting stuff. But even then, if you're not, if you don't have like a message and you don't have like people don't go to your page and they don't know who you are, or what you speak to, they're not going to follow you. Like just because you get a bunch of likes yeah. on a photo doesn't mean much. So I love that you brought that up because it is such like a key part to what we do. And it's such an easy thing to miss when you're first starting. Exactly. People underestimate how much work it really takes to initiate conversation and actually build a loyal community. Yeah. Absolutely. And what resources did you invest in when you first started? Like what resources helped you learn how to become an influencer content creator? I remember like, I feel like I remember like these, we've talked about this on our podcast before, but like I invested in like these random courses that taught me nothing. It was just like, oh yeah, just take pretty pictures. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, and then that, yep. you know, like 1% rule or whatever that is for like pricing. Like there were so many random resources like around like when I first started. So I'm definitely curious to learn about like what you learned from those or didn't learn from those and what else you kind of use to help kickstart your influencer career. Yeah. I, it's interesting. Cause I think now there's a lot more resources than there were and a lot more legitimate resources. I guess I should say now, I remember when I was first getting started again, 2018, this was, this wasn't actually that long ago, but so much has changed. I think back then I can't even remember of like any courses or anything that I invested in. Cause I, again, I don't really, first of all, know where to find the right courses that were trustworthy. But the other thing was just like, you know, how do you know if this is going to amount to anything? And it's scary to invest money in something that you're not sure is going to work. So for me in the beginning, I really didn't invest in anything. Like I found as many free resources as humanly possible. And I would just do a ton of trial and error. Um, now that there are so many great courses that I wish I had access to back then, like that would have been a no brainer for me. Why would you not want to learn from someone else who's already gone through what you've gone through? Like if I had someone there to be able to say like, do it this way, not this way, it's going to make your life easier. Like that seems like a no brainer. But again, back then there really wasn't a lot of those options. Um, I will say the one thing I can remember investing in, there was one girl I followed and she was an affiliate. So she was pushing it all the time. And now I realize how horrible this investment was. Um, but I invested in a course. It was this girl who was like, you're, I'll teach you how to grow your Instagram. It's going to be amazing. It was $300. I was like, okay, like this is a big investment for me at the time, but let's just do it. This girl seems to love it. And it was literally teaching you how to do like the follow unfollow method. And I remember just being like, don't even tell me that I just spent $300 for <sighs> this person to teach me. Like, the worst thing ever. And I think that was kind of where I had the experience where I was like, I'm not paying for anything anymore. Like I'm going to make sure that I just use these free resources, but I think it's a lot easier now to find, you know, honest, trustworthy, uh, mentors or coaches that can guide you through, you know, based on their experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Cause yeah, I, when, like, at least even like when I was like starting, I just remember it was so much 
research trial and error, trying to figure out like how to grow. Cause there really was nothing. And the stuff that there was out there was all people were very, I think, protective over yeah. their information and their like approach to things. And I'm excited to see that now, like we're having more open and honest communication about like pricing and like how we do grow and like how to build an authentic audience and things like that. But I think there was a lot of gatekeeping when we first started and there's still, there's yeah. still gatekeeping now for sure, but it's definitely not as bad as it was. Yeah. I would agree with that for sure. Yeah. And with that, with like, what are some tools that you use today for your influencer crew? And like, now that we've gotten some time and you've kind of built or now like literally doing this as your full-time job, which is so exciting. Like, what are some resources that you use in your day-to-day that have been like really valuable for you or that you'd yeah. recommend maybe other creators use? So Notion is literally where I organized my entire life. Like people get on Notion and they're like, oh, I tried to use it. It was too intimidating. So I left. Give it the time that it needs for you to understand it because it seriously is such a great tool. I mean, I have a spreadsheet for literally everything you could possibly imagine on Notion. Like if that ever went away, I feel like I would be lost. Um, so Notion is a, a really big one for me. Also, I would say, I mean, there are like a million different apps that I really like, but everything that I like, everything I'm thinking of comes back to Notion. I guess the other thing that I could say um, is Wingspan. And that's something I use as a business owner to track all of my income and expenses, um, to categorize all of my expenses. It's actually free. It used to be $20 a month. They just changed it this year so that it's free. Uh, But Wingspan is great because you can basically connect your debit card or your credit card and it will track everything you spend and everything that comes in. So you can say, yes, this was a business expense. It was for supplies. Yes, it was. It was a meal. And so when I go to my accountant in, you know, tax time, I literally just print out this whole statement that Wingspan puts together for me. And then that's all they pretty much need from me. So it makes their life a lot easier and it makes me very organized throughout the year as well. Literally taking a note of that. Yeah, I, I know. Literally just like, I, just, I just put that in my phone because that is so helpful. Like, that's my thing is like, I, I think that's another conversation like to be had about like influencing and like, cause taxes is such a huge thing. And Ugh. it's so hard to find resources on that. And I, yeah. like, I had like the QuickBooks app, like where you like take a picture of it, but I was getting so bad at like, cause you have to take a picture of the receipt every time. And sometimes I'm just like, Oh shoot, I forgot. Or like, Oh, my phone's yeah. dead and I can't do it now. So that's a great tool. And also funny that you bring up notion too. Cause we just had another interview this week where we talked about notion and I just discovered it and yeah. I am obsessed. Like I'm actually like a member of my team and my nine to five suggested it. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll just download it to see. I love it. I keep everything in there now. Yep. Yeah, I actually, um, just this week, I'm putting up all of my Notion templates onto my Etsy shop. (laughs) So if anyone is intimidated, you can just go download those and make your life a lot easier. But yeah, it's, it's such a great tool. You can do everything in it. It's great. Well, and that's great that you're building out that specific for creators too, because it is like, I think the most time consuming thing about starting a new tool is building out what you want it to look like, especially when you don't know how to use it. Cause yeah, with Notion, it's like, you could do so many different things, like similar to like Microsoft OneNote, like you can build out a lot of different things and use it in a lot of different ways. And especially with right. all the features and capabilities that it has. So I love that you're doing that. Cause I think that'll make it a lot more digestible for someone who's trying to use it. Yeah. hundred percent. 